Are you exasperated or what? In this podcast series, myself, Tom Fox, and Greg Bingerg, the author of Effing Argentina, explore the American psyche of being overworked, overleveraged, overtired, and overwhelmed. Find out more about modern America's exasperation, well, with exasperation. In this newest edition of the Compliance Podcast Series, Effing Argentina, we unpack some of the current exasperations of American life, from PTAs to television shows to a tennis player's prayer. I'm your co-host, Tom Fox. And I'm Greg Greenberg, author of Effing Argentina and 10 More Tales of Exasperation. So this season on Effing Argentina, we're talking about exasperation. Each day, it's nearly impossible to complete a full day without lashing out at some object animate or otherwise, that's causing intense irritation and frustration. So in today's episode, we explore exasperation with the tale of a frustration of a journeyman tennis player. Although now I guess you should say journey person, right? It's not a journeyman anymore, journey person. Right, Tom? Right. I thought this story was particularly poignant. Uh, Here we are the week after the completion of uh, the U.S. Open. So it really struck me by uh, maybe me (coughs) starting uh, asking you, Greg, what is a journeyman tennis player and what's their role in the tennis universe? Well, not everybody is Roger Federer or Rafael Nadal you know, or the Joker or now Medvedev. You have a lot of players out there who are amazing, but they may be ranked 100 in the world and they have to go out and make a living. So you have journey persons or journey people or journey men, journey women tennis players. They're on the tour. They're out there playing the events in Cincinnati or Memphis. It's not always in the majors. I know a lot of people just tune in when it's the U.S. Open or Wimbledon. But there's a lot of tournaments out there. And these folks need to make a living to keep playing tennis. they got to pay their trainers. they got to pay for their travel and the hotels. So they're not making that much money. They're not making Roger Federer money. They're just playing it. It's their job. I know they love it, but it's their job too. So why is the draw so critical? Is that, uh, did they literally draw it out of a, a basket uh, with little <laughs> slips of paper? Do they do it computer? Why does a draw, and why, more importantly, does it matter to our narrator of this story? Well, in this particular story, you have a journeyman tennis player, and it's their first time in the U.S. Open. They're very excited because they're going to be playing So they're waiting for the draw because they want a chance. They finally get to the U.S. Open. They qualify. It's not that easy to get there. So they're waiting to see who they're going to play. And they're watching the draw, watching the draw. And you think about the the players you don't want to play. You don't want to play a Rafael Nadal generally right off the bat because you know you're going to get beat up or a joker. But this particular player says, you know something, I'll take playing Rafael Nadal. I'll, play, I'll take playing the Joker. Give me anyone. Just don't give me Roger Federer because generally people will root for the underdog in a tennis match. They'll, they'll root for David against the line. They'll root for, no, is it, was it Daniel against the line, right? They'll root for David against Goliath. So, but, in, but generally when Roger Federer plays, everyone roots for him, even though he's the overdog, not the underdog. And that's the, the journeyman player's prayer in this particular tournament please he says please i don't want to play roger federer my first time getting to the open well then let's focus on roger federer and my bias here is i love roger federer i consider him one of the greatest uh but uh there's there's uh obviously some things that uh drive our narrator crazy 
what drives him crazy and why does he really not want to play him when the same thing would happen if he played Nadal or any of the other greats? Well, because everybody loves Roger Federer. It's kind of like Derek Jeter in New York. Even Met fans like Derek Jeter. So this journeyman tennis player is saying, I don't want to play Roger Federer because even my mother will root for Roger Federer against me. And this is my first U.S. Open. So that's what the when the draw is coming out, that's what when this particular player is saying is anybody, just Lord, anybody except Roger Federer, because even guys like Tom Fox down in Houston, they love Roger Federer. And I'm the underdog. You know, you're supposed to root for the underdog against Goliath. You're supposed to root for David, aren't you? So there's a couple of references in this story that really struck me. And I thought about a lot, probably much more than I should have. Uh, and it, uh, the first time I read the first reference I'm going to read, I could see you smirking in your chair as you typed it. The second time I read it, I could hear your laugh. And the third time I read it, I thought about uh, Greg Greenberg, the author, and moment of self-reflection. And that first reference was to Kobe Bryant. And uh, you had a great uh, little parenthetical in there. Could you tell us about the Kobe Bryant reference and then the postscript you almost added? Well, I made a joke, Tom. Tom, I made a joke. So basically, not only is Roger Federer a great tennis player, but he's a family man. He's a good husband with kids, and he doesn't get caught cheating on his wife. Like, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant did. And I kind of made the joke where this journeyman player is like, look, a lot of the players in the tour, they mess around. But Roger Federer doesn't even mess around. So he, so he's he's a family man, too. So... And, and Kobe Bryant was the one of the greatest basketball players ever. So he's on par with, with Federer. And he had that, that slip up when he went to the hotel, which he took a lot of flack for Kobe Bryant. Uh, and I know he improved after that. And once again, very sorry about that. Uh, what happened to him, it, it's a tragedy. But that's why the, narr- that's why the narrative story says, too soon, with the, with the Kobe Bryant reference, a little bit too soon. That was a joke. It's funny you're in the uh, book. Try the book. You're- Comes off better in the book. <laughs> Uh, you also referenced Ivan Drago, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. You could have said Dolph Lundgren, but it would not have had the impact of Ivan Drago. Who is Ivan Drago, and why is he still with us in 2021? Well, it's funny because when I used to watch tennis, um, Ivan Lendl used to be the Ivan Drago. He was like the – I know he wasn't Russian. I think he was Czech, but Czechoslovakian. Back, back then it was Czechoslovakia. Now it's just Czech, right? And the Slovakia, they're two different countries. Uh, I'll check a map after this podcast. But, um, but you know, there are certain uh, tennis competitors uh, that are just machine-like. And it used to be a lot of the Russian players were, were so, sort of machine-like. So, uh, and Ivan Drago is, is, is quite famous, and especially in that famous Rocky, I think that was Rocky Four, right? Yeah, it was Rocky Four when, he, when Rocky fights. No, no, it wasn't five. It was four. Three was Creed. Two was Rocky Learns to Read. And one is the draw versus uh, is with Adrio Adrian. So, um, but anyway, you know, it's just, it's just fun, uh, bringing into some of those, those, those old names like Ivan Drago and it kind of fits in, in, in a competitive one-on-one sport like boxing or tennis. So Greg, for our quote today, I chose one that uh, comes from our narrator and it's quote, and the worst part is I want to smell like him too, end quote. Uh, is Roger Federer so perfect, even our narrator wants to smell like him? 
You know, I really think he I, does. He have a perfume. You know, a lot of these athletes have colognes or perfumes. I got to check that. Check that out. I'm sure if I ran down to Bloomingdale's down the block, there probably is a Roger Federer cologne or perfume that our journeyman tennis player who really doesn't want to play against Roger Federer. And um, you'll have to read the book to see if he does get him in the draw. I guess you can figure it out by now. He says, this guy is so perfect that even I want to smell like him. And there is the cap. Well, that brings us to the end. Uh, I hope our listeners will join us again for our next episode of Effing Argentina. I'm Tom Fox. And I'm Greg Greenberg. Thanks a lot for watching and listening. Whatever you're doing, thanks a lot for joining us. And join us for our next episode where we explore what I can only say is uber exasperation about dating a BFJer.